1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Russell Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell. Just realized that I've left the championship in the office. I'll be getting that before we go live. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. I am your jam that champion and I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest,
0: the Canadian wise man.
1: The Canadian wise man. I forgot that that was a thing we were trying to get over. <laughs>
0: Acknowledge Pete.
1: Yes. Acknowledge, Acknowledge Pete. I am your tribal Pete. How are you doing today, Tempest?
0: Oh, not too bad. We got a good show to talk about today. Hell yeah, dude. It was fun. It's such a shock to my system mm. to like be going into a show and not be like dreading it. Yeah. That's all we do. All we do is watch NXT and SmackDown. And it's like, yeah, we talk about Rampage, but Rampage usually goes at the second half of a SmackDown review, so we talk about it for like 20 minutes or so. It's only an hour mm-hmm. long anyway. it's fun it's great i'd rather have it than not but having like a good show and being like oh i'm I'm actually looking forward to talking about that it's it's a very different feeling than i'm used to but it's a good one it's a very welcome change it is refreshing is what it is it's nice
1: i'm glad that they put on a good show it makes me happy you know and the thing is tempest it's so simple because what they did was some wrestling (laughs) that easy yeah uh i mean we'll we'll talk about it more and when we get into the show um i uh i went out again yesterday tempest you know how last week i was a little a little bit tender uh the day after Uh this morning again not so much as last week again just a little bit you know just a little bit it was it was the thing is the thing is it was rosie's birthday okay Hmm. so there was a few of us that, you know, the Norris Bar crew were doing another shoot. So they were they were going to go for a drink or whatever. So we went to drafts. It was me, Terry, and Andy went and joined them and, and had a few drinks and stuff. Uh, Andy, very graciously, when we got there, he was like, what do you want to drink? I'll buy it. I was like, thanks, Andy. I'll get, I can't remember what I got, house lager or something. Got a beer. And uh, and he got a Diet Coke. Uh, but he put it on, like, a tab that the whole table had. So then we could, everyone could just pay at the end. And we just separate it out and everyone could just pay their bits as we leave. Um, so I put it on the tab. And then a couple hours later, Andy left and didn't pay for, for the stuff they put on the tab.
0: The worst so, kind of person. So, so I had
1: to pay for his Coke and the drink that he bought me, which was, you know, a unique experience. Thanks, Andy. Uh, but he he made it up to me today. He bought me a Sainsbury's meal deal so you know for lunch yeah it was very fancy not at all uh but yeah he he made it up to me he did he did okay but i thought that was quite amusing it's a very andy thing to do i think yeah yeah that was uh that was fun um we also made um editor terry get very flustered that was fun because we complimented her work a lot and she can't handle compliments uh Mm. so we just continually complimented her work and she was like guys Stop it! <laughs> um, that was fun.
0: Aww.
1: It was a f- fun little night. That fun little night. Um, oh, yeah. Apparently, Adam was not in a good way when he went home. Oh dear. I wouldn't know. I didn't stay till the end. But <laughs> hot damn! Apparently, yeah. According to the tales from Terry that I heard in the office this morning, Adam was in a Adam was in a state <laughs> last night. But I remember him saying he doesn't mind being hungover today. He's at the Noor's bar shoot today but he's not on camera. So he's mm-hmm. like, that's nah, fine. Don't matter. I can be hungover for that. So he, he, he took that in his stride. So um, it sure
0: sounds like he is. Hmm. sounds like yeah. he's having a bad day. Yeah. Having a bad day. <laughs> um. Oh, but, oh Pete, uh, you never, you never leave the sporting event until the final buzzer. I know. You know right. You never leave the drinks until the last drink is drunk.
1: Well, the thing is I had to get the last train home and I did get, the last train home that I possibly could. That was at ten past midnight. I got my train home, and that was the latest I could do. You know, I was I was I was kind of upsetty because the night was kind of just getting started. They went to like a little bar. Rosie bought a round of shots. Everyone did it, and I was like, the night's like getting kicking. I was like, but also, I do need to go home because otherwise I can't get home, and then that would be a bad time because I can't even get like an Uber. It's too much for an Uber. It would be like I don't know forty quid for an Uber, which is just. It's too much, uh. So I had to go, man. It is very too much, upset. isn't it? It is, it too, is much. too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just got back from a few few days in uh in mm. Chicago. I was going to ask. Yes. Very nice, yeah. but thankfully I didn't have to deal with this on this outing. But I certainly dealt with this all out week. Mm-hmm. Ubers in mm. Chicago <laughs> are insane and i i don't quite know why the best the best explanation i've been given is just that the pandemic is is causing people to not work so there's less uber drivers more demand etc etc that being said i like to think that toronto and chicago are like pretty similar you know mm-hmm. kind of similar in size right by a lake you know we the, the two cities the two cities have like similar vibes you can get an uber at any time of day at any area of toronto and wait like five minutes mm-hmm. it probably won't break the bank unless you're like in the middle of downtown at 1am sure. you know? it didn't matter what time of day where i was <laughs> where i was going in chicago the last time it was gonna break the bank every yeah. time every time oh my god because I, I went and not just, it doesn't even matter because it's the last trip that I took. It's not even this trip. Mm. But that trip, went to a, went to a baseball game, right? Because I like baseball. I like the Chicago Cubs. Oh, really? But, I didn't know. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Had no went idea. To Wrigley. You never no. talk about it. Never. <laughs> went to Wrigley. And this was this was the Friday before Rampage. And sure. Rampage, I think, doors open at like 6. And bell time was like 7 p.m. Chicago time. Which is like, okay. Sure, I'm going to an afternoon ball game. I'll get there in plenty of time. Ball game starts at like 1 p.m., 2 p.m. I'll be fine. Game probably ends around like 4:30, 5 o'clock ish, and I know better than to try and order an Uber directly outside of a stadium, a large gathering of people. So I was like, you know what, I got, I got plenty of time. Let me just walk away from the stadium until I'm a d- decent enough distance away that it shouldn't result in surge charges i walked for an hour and a half <laughs> and still had to get an 80 uber oh jesus 80 dollars american which oh. is like over a hundred dollars canadian yeah because i yeah. got to the point where it was like 6 30 and i was like i gotta get to the show <laughs> it's yeah start you know this <laughs> is why i'm here and i either just wait and because, like, um, it would dip down to, like, $75. And I was like, mm-hmm. is that the best it's going to get? But Because that still sucks, but that's better yeah. than what it was. Anywho, thankfully, this weekend, didn't have to take any Ubers. It was a much nice. nicer weekend because of that. And I had a lovely time. Yeah. What did you get up to? I uh, went to Warrior Wrestling, actually. Hmm, fun. That was a damn good time.
1: Yeah. Was that where uh, you had, was it Thunder Rosa versus Athena? Yeah, that that show? Indeed.
0: Nice. 30 minute draw in the main event. It sounded that, like a good time. It was a very good time. I don't think there was like a bad match on the show. Definitely mm. matches that were better than others. But I mean, you had Santana from AEW against uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey, mm. which God, to yeah. me was my favorite match on the show. Those two guys tore it up. But you had like Bandito and Dante Martin. God. Yeah. So good. So, so good. good yes, uh, isn't yeah. It oh, it's wonderful. The Work Horseman faced uh the Briscoes for the ROH tag titles. That was pretty neat. Uh yeah, there was just like a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of really good matches. So that was that was a very good time. That was a very good time. Also, we were absolutely right about Blake Christian Trey Baxter. He is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal uh but yeah that was that was the first night second day i went to a different show for uh, zello pro wrestling which is a smaller indie in in chicago but like davy mm-hmm. richards was on the show jordan cool. grace was on the show so that nice. was neat that was a good time watch a super bowl that was mm-hmm. fun team that i chose and put money on didn't win but that's neither here nor there doesn't matter sure. yeah you know and then just had a lovely valentine's day lovely that's very lovely nice. Yes, It was. Yeah. It was very lovely. I enjoyed my yeah. time greatly. Great. And you got home okay?
1: And yeah. everything's good? Yeah. Nice. Everything, that's, everything's that's good. Yeah. Well, very quickly, we should get into the talking about NXT, NXT Vengeance Day, uh, which was fun. And I say that with no hint of sarcasm or irony, because we're normally quite negative about NXT. This was a good episode of NXT, and I enjoyed myself. Let's talk about it. It's time for NXT Vengeance Day 2022 and Tempest. This was a really good
0: show. It was a good show.
1: It was a really good show. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with this. We are going to be mega positive on this episode today. It's going to be a great time. Those of you who are tuning in expecting the usual NXT negativity, well, you're not going to see it today. Because this was this was a really good show. Honestly, I don't know what bit we want to talk about first. What was what was your favorite match of the night?
0: Uh probably Carmelo Hayes and Cameron
1: Grimes. That that's uh, that's what I'm gonna go with. So we'll, we'll talk about that first. I was we'll most have that video thing
0: to going in.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that as the opening talking point because generally the show was great. I didn't really have a specific match or talking point in mind. Just oh damn, this show was really good. The overarching theme of this was it was kind of like a takeover format. Where you mm-hmm. just had a bunch of wrestling. And the wrestling was good. Big profits. Big money. It's all you need. Granted, it. It, it had the 2.0 flair of having the the goofy backstage segments. And the few bits and pieces thrown in. The pacing was a little bit off. And all these like little minor things that you expect from NXT 2.0. But they had a bunch of wrestling. The matches were really good. So, great. Just do more of that. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's real simple. And yeah, I think my match of the night as well uh, was uh, Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. Bloody great match, this one. Uh, but more importantly, Tempest, the return, the shock return of
0: Intangibles. Yay! That, they were back! That, that, that's us! That's the thing we that, did! That's, that's, that's the thing! That's
1: the thing! That's why we do the... the, the... The LA of the W's, you know, that's yeah. the that's the thing that we did. So, and We're you know, here. you know what else as well though, Tempest. It's kind of a return, but they've changed the gimmick of intangibles because they did it right this time. They didn't mix up nouns and adjectives. They just they actually did intangibles this time, which I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> kind
0: of kills the gimmick a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's not as funny <laughs> when they do it right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. it's-
1: which is weird. Also, yeah. Um, for those expecting the uh, the continued bit of anytime we say something positive about WWE, we catch a Pokemon in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Not going to do that today because I don't have my Switch, and also the entire stream would just be catching Pokemon because we're going to be talking very positively about this show. So you can do it. Fine, you can you can <laughs> go ahead, Tempest.
0: I don't I'll have my Switch. Catching Pokemon studio. the entire show.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, the intangibles—they returned for this Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes uh, North American Championship match. I I almost missed it at first, like it, the the name thing flashed up and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I glanced back and I was like, wait, did that say intangibles? And then had to like rewind, watch it again. Saw it. Definitely. Carmelo Hayes' intangibles: athleticism, confidence. It's all right. There's a t- there's a two Decent things, you know. That's...
0: Decently solid intangibles. Yeah, They might at least be both... slightly tangible.
1: They're, they're slightly yeah. tangible, but at least they're you know they're they're both nouns
0: mm-hmm. in this
1: in this case. That's something. Mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes, his intangibles. He got three of them. His intangibles.
0: I can't part... can't understand why he didn't win. He, had, right. more he, he had, had more intangibles. More
1: intangibles. It's crazy. Heart, desire, passion, which I feel like a synonym. <laughs> I feel like all those things are the same, but
0: still. Yeah, and they're all nouns.
1: Once yeah. again, he is passion, he is passion, he is,
0: is confidence.
1: Yeah um but regardless of the intangibles this match itself was a bloody treat to watch i thought this was awesome what did
0: you think about it tempest uh i thought it was a bloody treat i thought it was awesome yeah (laughs) i mean this was the match that we looked at and went who could you match up on the nxt 2.0 roster and put together like a really great match Mm -hmm. and this was one of the top combinations that we discussed you know they started building towards this match and we were excited because we were like yeah put this match in the ring it's gonna be great And then they put the match in the ring and it was great that it felt like there was like the appropriate amount of shenanigans going on where I did not feel that trick Williams interference made Carmelo Hayes win feel less significant. I felt like it was the perfect balance of, of everything. Cameron Grimes still looked great. He looked like a star, but on this night, Carmelo Hayes was just the better man. That's just kind of how it is. And they had a really good match doing it i could not ask for more out of a match like that especially if it's going to be kind of in the middle of the card if it was the main event maybe go a little bit longer kick head up a few more things whatever but for a mid middle of the card title match this is about as good as you can get for nxt
1: absolutely i th- I thought this was awesome they had so many like great near falls in this match as well i feel like wwe in the last like two weeks they've just gone like what if we just did a load of near falls in our matches? Let <laughs> just make them better. And everyone's just gone. Yes. So then they've just done it. Did it on Smackdown with like new day and Los Altario. Yeah. They did it with uh, Naomi and Charlotte. They did it here. There were a bunch of near falls in this one that were really, really good stuff. Um, and yeah, there was like uh Cameron grimes going for like a cave in, but he managed to hit trick Williams on the outside instead of Carmelo had a little in ring sequence in the inside. Carmelo hit his big leg drop and got the pinfall victory. It was re- honestly really, really good stuff. Would recommend going and watching it. It is really, really good match. But Carmelo Hayes does retain. And later on in the night, we then had uh, Pete Dunn, who was also victorious in his match earlier, uh, approached Carmelo backstage. And it looks like we might be getting a Carmelo Hayes-Pete Dunn North American title program now, which also...
0: Also great. <laughs> also of that. great you know they they had
1: Pete Dunne win his feud to build him up for this one which I think makes a lot of sense they didn't have you know Tony D'Angelo lose and then just go hey to Carmelo Hayes backstage and then he gets a title
0: shot because that would be very stupid it would be it would Mm. be I like natural progression of the people who win matches go for the titles yeah people that lose the matches don't go for the titles it like it it sounds like rocket surgery and brain science, but I can promise you it's not. I just think that this, I don't know what it is, but the last, like, few weeks, there's enough things about NXT that I like. I don't like how everything is done. I still think, like, the, the wrapping paper of this show is pretty bad. Yeah. But when it's, like, okay, well, we've got Walter potentially going for the NXT championship down the line. But in the meantime, on this show, we'll be going after Solo Sokoa. I like that. You got uh, Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes. I like that. We're going to have Carmelo Hayes and Pete Dunne. I like that. I really like the whole Santos Escobar, uh, uh, Braun Breaker thing, all that. I'm intrigued about Dolph Ziggler and uh, and Tommaso Ciampa. We got the Creed Brothers doing their thing. There's (laughs) enough stuff on this show. To make the show good. I said this in my edited review. If you just cut out all the sketch comedy nonsense. I think there's a decent show hiding in NXT 2.0. And it comes out in moments like this show. Exactly, yeah. And I think it's
1: how it was before when we mentioned it was like main roster light in that it takes some of the worst features of the main roster and it really like amplifies them on the show. I feel like it's now becoming much more like the main roster in that it has its moments of brilliance and it has its good moments. And then that kind of gets clouded with a bunch of, you know, the, the sketch comedy and all that stuff. But because they didn't have many promo segments or, you know, skits from this week in particular, the wrestling got to shine this week, which is really the strength of any wrestling promotion. And this was really good wrestling. They've got some great wrestlers on their roster, and it's just showcased all the right people in all the right ways. And it was just, it was a perfect little blend uh, on this show. Really enjoyed it. There was nice variation between the matches as well. Um, You know, starting off with a big hardcore thing, going into a tag match, going into a singles match. It was just, it all just flowed really like nicely together. Really nice paced show. This in the middle of the card, I thought was so good. And this really truly reminded me of the, the, the good takeover days when you had kind of the mid card, that North American title or kind of like a mid card title thing being like, Jesus Christ, you have to go and watch this match. This was amazing. And then it would ramp up to kind of like the main event match being like the big, like huge, you know, Gargano, Champa, whatever, you know, seven that yeah. they have on on, <laughs> on that one. Um, but yeah, it was, I just, I just really enjoyed the show overall. Like I, this was me having a to peel out the curtain a little bit i was having a bit of a bit of a stressful day this morning there was a lot going on obviously with the whole cody Rhodes stuff there was you know decision to do two news videos there's one coming out later today as well more about the cody stuff um so that you know there was extra stuff for me to do surrounding that had to get into the office and stuff was making me delayed there was uh bunch of extra stuff regarding like because it's Wrestle League today we've got the prediction stream after this which you should stick around for by the way on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel because I'll be revealing who will be challenging Andy in the uh, interim jam that championship match it's going to be a very good time uh, would recommend sticking around for that so there was a bunch of extra stuff going on today and kind of in all the breaks in between my other stuff that I had to do today I also had to watch NXT so I was like in the office doing this little thing kind of speaking to someone watching a bit more of the show And normally that would really like break up my immersion in the show and really like kind of almost like put a a damper on how I was feeling about it. At the end, I'd be like, oh, I don't care. Like, you know, I was busy doing other stuff and not really paying attention. But for for whatever reason, this show, whenever I was watching it, I was just having a good time. You know, even the stuff that wasn't that great. I was just enjoying it. I was just, I don't know, something about the show, something about watching good wrestling Tempest puts me in a good mood. Isn't that crazy? Wild.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Most of the time NXT 2.0 to me is bad vibes. You know, there's a lot of nonsense on this show. It just brings my mood down. Yeah. This was a week where I was just watching the show and the whole show was good vibes. We we're yeah. getting good matches, like long matches that people were invested in. You'd get like a really huge near fall in the in the main event and the whole crowd would pop and you get your energy going it was yep. just a good show and I, I, it feels it feels like such a backhanded compliment that we're just like oh one good show look how positive we are but you know like you could see the difference there's no yeah. reason that you couldn't just put like four or five six matches on tv give them all like you know 10 minutes or whatever you just do, do this every week like i understand that this is a special you know, mm. you are not going to have the championship matches every week and the tournament finals yeah. and stuff like that. It's not going to be that extravagant by any means. But you could still have long matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is, they set up a bunch of stuff for next week's show, which yeah. actually
1: looks quite exciting. Like, there's, there's a few things I, I need to get my notes here. So for, for next week, they've got the, the Women's Dusty Cup is starting next week. Cool. We we had the mm-hmm. finals of the men's one and women's one starting immediately afterwards. Great. We've got uh Grayson Waller versus LA Knight, which is kind of the culmination of this feud, which is next week. They've got Champa versus Ziggler next week. So they're already building kind of like, you know, th- this interesting stuff. And we had the the beginnings of like the Pete Duncanello Hayes thing on this show. There's there's threads that you want to see followed, as well as good wrestling that's set up for next week's show. So potentially next week's show might also be a good one. Maybe, but that depends on how much crap they put in between. Yeah.
0: Basically. It depends how much actual time is spent on the things that you listed. Yeah. Because I'll watch all of those things. Those things are cool. I don't need to see anything that takes place backstage in NXT. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to see a single thing.
1: I don't need to see Wendy Chu, I'll be honest. And Dakota Kai. And was a... That was a weird segment. We'll talk about
0: that more later. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
1: For now, though, send in your ultra chats, by the way, if you have thoughts and feelings about the show to russeltalk.com forward slash support, and we will go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, Charles Berg said, so is Brombreaker's character the alphabet killer? So far, he's kicked the letters N, X, and T so hard they broke in half. Yesterday, he burned the letter V alive. Uh, What do you guys think his next letter will be? My guess, he'll be, he'll behead the letter P.
0: Jam that jam. I don't know what uh, what letters could have any kind of significance. Mm. It's got it's got to mean something. All these letters, you can't destroy the alphabet and have it not mean anything. I mean, I feel like his his entrance. Uh-huh.
1: I really like this show. Ron Breaker's yeah, There we go. If, I'm still if, doing if, the gimmick. It, it. It wasn't very good. His Vengeance Day entrance was not very good. Didn't that like was a it. A little bit odd. It
0: was a bit weird, wasn't it? It's a bit weird. <laughs> it was a, a little bit odd.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: If, it, if this was another era, maybe, they, maybe he would just go and knock over a big thing that said TNT or something. I don't know. Sure. TBS, A, yeah. something like that. But they don't care.
1: Yeah. They don't care about
0: that sort of thing. So like, Great suggestion.
1: Um, Great suggestion from Andy Hannon in the chat. Destroy the extra K that's in his name.
0: Yes. Thinking. Thinking. That's the correct like answer.
1: Like it. Like it. Uh, Damian Gilliam said, uh, on the subject of Cody, topical, saying, uh, Cody, undesirable to undeniable. Being WWE champion is one of the only summits he's never reached. His desperate need to prove Vince wrong and Vince's ego that WWE is the Mecca, win-win for both sides.
0: I'm still trying to make heads or tails of this whole situation. man. I don't even I'm I'm not even close to fantasy booking this. Yeah. You know? Like I'm not even close to fantasy booking all this. It's not straight in my mind yet. You know, but I mean if if he's going, yeah, that sounds like as good a a story as you can you can get. I could I just I saw some I don't remember who tweeted it, so I apologize. But I saw somebody just being like Cody Rhodes walks in and Vince McMahon is like in the corner. Bruce Prichard walks up to him and he just goes, Bruce, how about we put this kid in polka dots? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) there's the part of my mind that's just like, Cody's going to be Intercontinental Champion in like a month. You know, there's the part of my brain that's saying that as opposed to the part of my brain that's like, well, they just took a top guy from AEW put the title on him or, you know, Make it a big deal. I have no idea what Vince McMahon's thought process is about this. So, I don't know. Yeah. And
1: th- here's the thing that I don't know if many people have been discussing as well. Is that something that's clearly quite important to Cody is his father's legacy. And all like the trademarks associated with all his father's properties and stuff like that. the WWE currently holds the rights to. Maybe there's a thing where he could join WWE and get those rights. Get the rights to war games, get the rights to whatever else he wants. Starcade. Starcade.
0: Clash of the Champions. Cash of the Champions, sure. Bash like, the, maybe uh, that's part Bash. of
1: it. Yeah, because like WWE are going to pay all the money to get Cody in. Because it's one of AEW's founding guys. That is like a little kick to AEW just to have him on the roster. So like I could see that being part of like some sort of deal that they do. Maybe Cody gets to do those branded events. Maybe he gets to run a Starcade, you know, and that's like Cody's little project off on the side or something. I don't know. Because to me, that that seems like a very, very important thing to Cody. It was always about, you know, he had to fight to get to use the Rhodes name. And he had to, you know, he's always wanted those rights. He's always been competing with WWE to try and get those rights to his father's stuff because he wants to honor that legacy. And fair enough. So maybe, maybe that's part of the thought process. I don't know. Pure speculation on my part. Of course. No idea. Who knows? Um. Another ultra chat here from icy Naomi says, uh, Would love to know how much time Tempest spent in making the Elimination Chamber video with the research and everything that went into it. Love the video. Also, can we see what Tempest put on his board this week? LIW for life. mellow don't miss
0: that man don't miss Mm. don't miss uh you don't want you don't want to know how long that video took
1: (laughs) a little bit (laughs) a little bit hey do you you want to know something crazy do you want to know something crazy this might be peeling the curtain back too far we were going to do that for the royal rumble
0: (laughs) yeah there were a lot of people in the in the comments of that video just being like no no do the royal rumble that was the plan that was the plan was to do
1: every Royal Rumble entrant ever ranked, but funnily enough, there's a lot of people, and Tempest ran out of time, because it was a lot of work. So we're going to do it next year!
0: Uh-huh. So fear not,
1: the work has not been, is not wasted, which is good. We pushed it back to next January instead.
0: <laughs> my, my, I don't want to think about how long that is going to be. It's going to be a long video, man. It's, it's gonna, I don't know. I don't I don't want to peel back the curtain and in inside baseball this whole thing, but I mean it's just like there there's like 1200 yeah. entries cuz there's been like 34 35 years of Royal Rumbles. The last yeah. few Royal Rumbles have been two a year. Yeah. You know, there you got your greatest Royal Rumble in there. That's that's 50. You got one that's 40. Granted the first one was 20, so that balances out. But sure still it's like over a thousand things yeah and granted there's lots <laughs> yeah. of repeats people
1: you know because granted there's yeah. lots of repeats because a lot of people have entered multiple rumbles but like even so that take out you know maybe 100 200 tops so that's like 800 people <laughs> it's like, a lot uh, a lot yeah anyway <laughs> anyway that's not what we're talking about on the show. Yeah. Talking about NXT. Let's get into the rest of this episode of NXT, which started off with the opening video promo was Toxic Attraction sending some texts to each other about the show. Sure. A bit silly but She'll you know it. sure it's all right yeah that's fine go for it yeah uh we then started off with pete dunn versus tony d'angelo Forget okay, about no, it Come <laughs> <Come on. laughs> uh pete dunn materialized in the ring Thoroughly enjoyed that, where they were just showing the cage. It's the, it's the weaponized steel cage match. So they were showing all the weapons and all that stuff. Then Pete Dunne's music starts playing. The camera pans over and Pete Dunne's standing in the ring. I was like, how did you get there? He <laughs> <It> was just <laughs> kind of there. Just appeared. Um, and uh, yeah, this match, I thought, was started off at the end of the match and just carried on. It started off in the closing 10 minutes of a long mm. match. And they just did that ten minutes. That was a whole match. Uh, and you know what? I loved it. That was great. It was, yeah. it was all smoke and mirrors. All just weapon spots. Basically, no like you know actual like wrestling involved in this. You know there was a superplex off the ropes, I think. Oh, sorry, off the top of the cage for for Pete Dunne, wasn't it? Um, which was which was quite cool. It's a cool little spot. Uh, fun little things like he got uh, he used like zip ties to cuff Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne then got a, a submission in on him while his hands were cuffed, and then Tony D'Angelo, like, went through a toolbox and found, like, pliers and, like, cut himself loose, cut Pete Dunn's hands loose, which released the grip of the... That's quite clever, you know? I liked it. it was... I liked it.
0: Sure. I think he could find another way to release himself from the hold without giving up the massive advantage that he has yeah. of having this man, like, basically handcuffed. That Possibly. was my one thing. It was, like, he got these, like, Basically, he's got like a pair of pliers, you know. Mm. And why would you not just like jab him in the side (laughs) with it? He (laughs) will let go. He will (laughs) let go. But yeah, I thought this match was—I thought this match was a lot of fun. It was just like it was like candy, you know. Mm. It it wasn't a meal. It was just like here, have your dessert. They're gonna hit each other with things. Go through a table. You know what? For a ten-minute steel cage match in NXT. That's fine. Yeah, that it's totally fine. I was, when they got out the zip ties and everything, I was hoping that that would kind of be like the point of the match from that mm-hmm. point on. And in my edited review, I used the example of like the John Cena, Randy Orton, I quit match, where the whole match is John Cena fighting through, being in handcuffs or whatever. Obviously, they don't have as much time as that match. Mm. But I was hoping that there'd be more than just like, oh, they did a couple spots and let him go. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but.
1: There was a kind of wild spot towards the end of this, where Pete Dunne smashed a cricket bat over the back of Tony D'Angelo, hit the bitter end, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Pete Dunne wins, great match." And then Tony D'Angelo kicked out, and I was like, "He kicked out of the bitter end," and I was like, "Is that the first time that that's happened on like WWE TV, like ever? Like, has anyone else kicked out of the bitter
0: end?" I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it must have happened at some point. We've had takeovers involving Pete Dunne. There's mm-hmm. got to be one where Tyler Bate or somebody kicked out.
1: I don't know. I I just keep I keep remembering that like once he hit the bitter end, that was it. You know, like he just kept like countering out of the bitter end. But then once he did hit it, it was mm-hmm. that was the end. It kind of I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was wild. I I, I fully just said cool, great match. And then he kicked out. I, I lost my mind a little bit. Um, there were some great near falls after that as well. Tony D'Angelo hit a really cool like spinning like neck breaker kind of or spinning suit plates kind of deal. Um, but in the end, Pete Dunn won with a bitter end. Fun. Fun That's what this was. Good fun. Also, they had a cameraman in the ring. You know what's, oh. you know what's worse than having a cameraman in the ring while you wrestle? having a cameraman in the ring in a steel bloody cage match.
0: Yeah, that like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Again, my have... argument of put a, put a cameraman in the octagon during a UFC fight, mm. it's the same thing. It's a cage fight. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah. like, they basically wrestled in three quarters of the ring for this match. Mm-hmm. The, the quarter next to the door, they just didn't go into because the cameraman was there the whole time. Which, like, it's fun. But, like, I don't know, there was a bit of like, when they did that big superplex, like, they nearly hit the camera with the superplex, but when they came down off the cage, and it's like, that was that was close. You, do, you don't need to be that dangerous, you know? I understand you want to get good shots for a cage match, because sometimes it's hard to see inside, I get that, but, like, it's, it's
0: dangerous. Don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, I just, I can't get my mind wrapped around the idea of, like, just another dude being in the middle of a sporting contest mm. like if if that were to influence things in any way it just snaps me out of it and of course they then work that match around that so that doesn't happen yeah but then that like reverse psychology like next level like well they're only doing that because they can't do they can't do that because there's someone in the ri- and just my brain starts to melt at this it feels like a really small thing but i don't know also a zoo bat because it was a good match, nice good stuff.
1: Uh, after that, we got a promo for Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. Raquel Gonzalez is now like basically her trainer, she calls her at 5 a.m. Cora Jade did not want to get up, they go on a little training montage together. And at the end of it, Raquel Gonzalez is like, Hey, you did good, gives her a little fist bump. She's like, We're gonna do this again tomorrow. And Cora Jade's like, Uh huh, tomorrow,
0: yep, cool, totally do that. That was fine. It was good. Yeah. I, did, I didn't I yeah. didn't hate it. No, it is it was fine. It had that kind of <laughs> like, well, you wanted to be my partner, so get your ass out of bed kind of feeling. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I I laughed at the moment where it's like, Do you have the stamina to to last in this tournament? It's like you're gonna wrestle like once and then not again for like three weeks, and then again in like two weeks if that if you win. Like if you mm-hmm. go all the way to the final and win. Yeah. I feel like one of these matches is gonna be like three minutes. Yeah, probably. You know, they're going to beat like Ulisa Leone and Valentina Ferraz in the first round in like 5 minutes. It's cool. Yeah, cool. Glad she had that stamina. But this mm-hmm. was fun. This was this yeah. was a fun little training montage. At at least this was about wrestling
1: and training sure. to be better at wrestling rather than, you know, trying to pick up women in a bar or something,
0: you know? We're trying to pickpocket people on the street to get better at heel tactics.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Um we then had, uh, in hype for the Dusty Funnels, we had promos from the Creed Brothers and for MSK. I really liked the Creed Brothers promo. I thought it was quite good. Good like intensity, helped along by Malcolm Bivens being awesome. Uh, I really like in the Creed Brothers. I think they have a real lot of upside.
0: Yeah, they've still got the, the revival problem where they there's nothing much there to differentiate the two of them. And I can differentiate Tempest. I don't know which one's which. I gotta be honest. I know which one's which. That's all that matters. No. I don't know. <laughs> but that being said, I think they're a great little team. Mm. They might they, they remind me a lot of the authors of pain. In yes that like they're the heel team. You can't really differentiate them, but they're a little bit green. They're still really good heels. And this was a really fun little match that they had and a fun little promo to set it up. Yeah. And I'll also say,
1: they're also good babyfaces. Like, I liked them in their match last week um, against Chris Young Vets. I thought they played the babyface role really well. And in this match against MSK, it was kind of a little bit loose as to who was the babyface, who was the heel. Like, both of them seemed to have, like, hot tag sequences. So it was more like babyface versus babyface vibe, but it kind of worked. It was good. I liked it. Um, MSK's promo, I thought, was less good.
0: Yeah. Just because it was oh, more yeah, of the goofy
1: like style that I don't think they're very good at personally. But. Yeah. Um where Cameron Grimes and uh Carmella Hayes arrived uh at the show. And then we got Totsuk Attraction versus uh, Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada for the NXT women's tag team titles. Uh and you know what? This was probably my least favorite match on the show, but that doesn't make it bad. I didn't
0: think mm-hmm. it was a bad match. I thought it was still good. I still that's quite how, enjoy how it. That's how I feel about it. It was it was a tag team match. I didn't feel like there was a ton to make it feel, like, especially unique. But yep. that being said, like, it was just a solid little tag team championship match. And mm-hmm. in another example of sometimes it's just okay to have, like, the Heels win, the Heels were just the better team. And you know what? Yep. They're the champions. So they should be the better team compared to, I was about to say, most teams in the division. but there's like two, you know what I mean? (laughs) Everyone's going around backstage and being like, oh, do you want to be tag partners in the Dusty Classic? Because there aren't any actual tag teams. It's just kind of like, all right, everyone, pick your Dusty Cup, buddy. Yeah. Regardless, I thought this was a little fun match. I like that they sent uh, Persia Prada into the steps and then did their little high-low double finish on Mm -hmm. on Indy Hartwell. It was just simple. It wasn't hocus-pocus and complicated like normally it is. Persia Prototy did a double Samoan drop.
1: hmm That was nice. Like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought their their finish, their little high low finish. I thought that looked really nice. That
0: mm-hmm. was really cool.
1: JC Jane hit like that huge, like spinning kick. It was almost like a trouble in paradise
0: kind of kick. Mm-hmm.
1: It was really cool. It was nice. Yeah. Thumbs up.
0: Like it. They're Thumbs going up strong. That strong on this episode of NXT.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh Wendy Chu backstage gets rejected by Amari Miller. She asked her to be the her tag partner for the Women's Dusty Classic, and she said no. Then she's like, yeah, no, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're still friends. Don't worry. Amari Miller walks off, and then she just goes, oh, because she's a child, you see. Mm. Uh, She then spots Dakota Kai and says, you should be my tag team partner. I still don't know what Dakota Kai's character is.
0: I don't have the slightest clue. Absolutely no, no clue.
1: She has someone that she speaks to who isn't there. She's got a little Jimmy, basically. I was Uh, about
0: to say she's our truth in 2011 before he became comedy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Wendy says, you know, if you can figure out, if either of you figure out, if you want to tag with me, let me know. Can't wait for the follow-up. We then got the announcement that 205 Live is being replaced with NXT Level Up. It's
0: AEW Dark, but for anything. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, like, weep for 205 Live or anything at this point. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's sad. This show yeah. never got off the ground, ever. You and got, at one point, it had the best wrestling ha- ha- gun. Yeah, Mr. Ali and Buddy Murphy have an incredible match. Where there's, like, have it's a no-DQ match, though. but you're not allowed to have any weapons. Yeah. Any weapons, and they were like, Can we use the steps? And they were like, Fine, sure. and they're like, Okay, let's have a four and a half star match using only the steps. It's like, why are these people not on TV? And that was yeah. the entire run. It was just like it was all the people that should be on TV instead of Barry Corbin. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah. So we basically got an AEW dog yeah. Which is cool. More <laughs> matches for more experience for green wrestlers. Good. Yeah, you need cool. a show like that. I would prefer yeah. shows like that, like, you know, happen before they get put on TV, a TV Absolutely. show. Yeah. You know, the same way that I don't want to see all of the AEW Dark matches on Dynamite. Instead, that would also probably be kind of lame.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brooks and Jensen were in a bar. Jensen went on a Valentine's date and he thought it went really well, but it turns out he didn't because the women said, love you like a brother. And she paid for her bill, which is apparently a bad thing. Um this went on for much longer than it needed to. That this was my that was my takeaway. This.
0: this man is a buffoon. Sure is. Like, I feel like this is this is like a storyline from like 15 years ago. Mm. The whole point of the segment was that he ended up in the friend zone. Yes that's what they built to and that they couldn't say friend zone because that's like a dirty word yeah but it doesn't make a difference because that's what the point is yep ah this this is the sketch comedy that i can just do away with let's get back to the wrestling Yep. well before we get back to the wrestling
1: we have an (laughs) in-ring promo segment with la knight and grayson waller where Grayson Waller had threatened that he was going to arrest LA Knight because he uh, breached the terms of the uh, restraining order, which is not how restraining orders work.
0: Mm. But
1: uh, he comes out with a load of police officers. He's like, there he is. There's the guy. Look, see. And he throws back to a load of clips of LA Knight beating up Grayson Waller and says, look, see, he's violating that restraining order. Arrest that man. LA Knight says, no, sir. Because look at all these clips. And he throws two clips of Grayson Waller beating up L.A. Knight. And he says, look, in this contract right here, it says, as part of the restraining order, yada, 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 L.A. Knight can't touch Grayson Waller. But also, Grayson Waller can't touch L.A. Knight, which means this contract is null and void, which means, Ollie, you can get out of here. And all the police officers were like, "Hmm, pretty compelling evidence, and then they left. Uh, And then L.A. Knight beat up Grayson Waller. You know... It, this is this is a big ask. If you can yeah. take aside the fact that that's not how restraining orders work, <laughs> if you can take that aside for one minute and just buy into this restraining order, this little contract means that LA Knight can't touch Grayson Waller, but it's null and void if Grayson Waller attacks LA Knight,
0: this was solid heel comeuppance. That's just wrestling. That's pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah. You know? They gave it a a, they slapped a stupid label on it that made it not make sense. But if you ignore that it doesn't make sense for a little bit, Mm -hmm. it's not that bad. No. I I I prefer that this whole thing has built to the fact that Grayson Waller is dumb. Yes. You can have a dumb heel. I we've seen way too many times like you do all this and the baby face is the one that made is made to look stupid. You can make the heel look stupid, that's fine that's'm yeah. uh, that's fine and- I'm not worried about that that being said I feel like every single week that we watch this show we get further and further away from like the heat that this man had attacking Johnny Gargano yeah this man's not the yeah. top heel of NXT like he was two months ago you know no. now he's just goofball Grayson Waller yeah
1: and you know props to him I think he sold the police officers walking away quite well and he was like wait you mean that this doesn't matter anymore and he's like looking out towards the rampant la night's behind him He's like does that mean he can do whatever he wants like right now and then he kind of like resigned himself he's like oh he's gonna beat me up and he was like and then he like dropped the mic down and i was like that's quite good selling and like turned around and then la beat him up which was which was good i i quite enjoyed it um so yeah overall this was okay i enjoyed it if you think about the very stupid stuff which yeah you Know happens, uh, Indy and Persia Parada are backstage. There's also Dexter Lumis. I don't know what else happened in the segment because I checked out.
0: Duke Hudson walked up. Oh, sure, per- Persia Parada is upset at Indy Hartwell for being married. It seems like I don't check now.
1: Yeah, know. uh, Tomaso Champa did a promo. I'll be honest, don't know what he said. Said something about Dov Sigler, probably. Yeah, this is That's his
0: home. I yeah. got that line yeah. loyalty. Yeah. Saying like don't mistake my loyalty for complacency or something like that. Sure. Solid. So, like, Yeah. Explain why you've never left NXT and etc. Yeah, that's that's all fine.
1: Well and good. Carmelo Hayes did a promo ahead of his match as well, which was good. Uh and that led in straight into his entrance as well. Like the ending line of his promo was him actually doing it on the stage, which then led into his entrance, which is quite good. Liked it. Uh, and we had the match that we already spoke about, which was awesome. We then had uh, Katie Ray smashing up some stuff. She offers the bat out to Io Shirai, who then smashes a bunch of stuff and really enjoys it. Zoe Stark comes in with a mug, be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Io Shirai grabs her mug and smashes it. Thought that was quite funny. Um, cool. Katie Ray and Io Shirai are going to be a team.
0: I don't oh. know why Zoe Stark is still hanging around with the cool kids. Not a clue. Not oh. a clue. Yeah. It's fun. Io Shirai and Ray should be a fun little team. Yeah, they should.
1: Uh, we then had uh, MSK's entrance for their match. Uh, spliced into their entrance was uh, images of Dusty Rhodes. So, Cody Rhodes to NXT confirmed. Also, uh, they had a DJ. And the DJ was splicing in Dusty Rhodes' theme into MSK's theme. Which I don't know if you noticed don't
0: mix (laughs) i don't know if you could find two more diametrically opposed Mm. entrance themes yeah from cowbell and msk's like edm yeah nonsense yeah man yeah uh
1: i just wrote mixing in dusty's theme into theirs hmm it's bold that's all i had to say about that one but Then we got the dusty uh men's dusty classic finals of msk versus the creed brothers i thought this was also very fun Mm -hmm. really enjoyed this one malcolm bivins had a little towel gag on his entrance doing the john cena like towel thing that says like never give up and then he turns around and says like oh wait no you should i was like
0: "That's
1: (laughs) that's quite good that's good um and uh, yeah, I thought this was the right choice of winners as well. This is a very fun back and forth match. Again, like both teams getting hot tag sequences, both of them looking like quite strong as well. Really, really enjoyed like how even they were portrayed. The Creed brothers managed to get the win in the end as Julius, see, I know which one's which, Tempest. Uh, Julius on the outside does his like rolling slam thing, rolls him on the inside, does that kind of like uh, leaning lariat uh, to finish it off and just gets a clean victory uh over Nash Carter. Great. Dusty Again Carter,
0: winners Creed this Brothers. This show just it surprises me and it makes me feel good inside when there's clean finishes. You notice yep. we didn't get like stupid DQs in any of the title matches. This to me Crazy is enough. why this this has felt the most like a takeover like anything NXT 2.0 has done and I think a large portion of it is because we got nothing but clean finishes. Yeah. Like it felt like every match here mattered and the ending of all of the matches were earned. Mm. More of that, please. Hell yep.
1: yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, really, like, as we mentioned before in the promos and stuff, I really like the Kree brothers. I think they've got a lot of upside. They hung with MSK. Like they, they didn't feel out of place against like a very experienced tag team like MSK. I thought they looked great. And them getting the Dusty Classic win is great for them. Awesome. They're going to be going into a feud with Imperium. Speaking of. Got a promo from Imperium. Got Walter in a polo shirt. A little bit odd. I don't know how I feel about that one, but sure. Kind of looked like a dude.
0: He did kind of look like a dude. That is correct. I would never, never thought that I would walk past Walter. At like Home Depot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right? know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like yeah, I could have walked bit. past this Walter at Home Depot and not thought anything of it. Yeah. Like he just looked like a tall man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, he said he's interested in the NXT championship. And also uh Eichner and Bartel cut promos on Cree Brothers saying that they're gonna win. And then Solo Sokoa interrupts and says i don't give a damn about that ring and i was like oh you don't care about wrestling okay sure um and then he says because where where i come from what you do is you find the biggest baddest guy and you make your mark and you slap him in the face and i was like okay go ahead so then he got up to the ring and said that's what i'm gonna do i was like yeah go for it solo and then he walked away (laughs) i was like wait what (laughs)
0: This was a strange dynamic they had going on here. Cause in theory Imperium is, Imperium are the heels here. Yeah. So let's the baby face. Yeah. So let's talk himself into a situation that his ass is he, his mouth wrote a check that his ass could not cash. Mm. And he's like, I don't give a damn about wrestling. I don't care about that ring. And I'm just like, What? Why are the heels the one who's like, we are honorable men who will bring respect to this sport, and then the other guy's the disrespectful one?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Why? I'm looking forward to seeing the match, though, so I'll allow it. Yeah. I just read
1: back my notes of I don't give a damn about that, mat, And then I wrote, yay? are <laughs> <Like, laughs> we <wait, laughs> supposed to cheer that line? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, go versus Walter, though, sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nikita Lyons got another promo. You know what? I think she might be alright. Uh,
0: she's a fine wrestler. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the wrestling. Like, you put her in the, in the ring, it's gonna be fine. Her character's been different in every vignette. She <laughs> sure has. She was a rapper, then she was like, I liked going to concerts, going in the mosh pit and beating people up. Yeah. And now this one, she was like, a dancer or something.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, what? Sure. You can have... Multiple hobbies. Mm. But perhaps we can focus on what makes her a character rather than... What makes movies. her good at wrestling, Tempest? Yeah. Why should I care that you're a bad rapper? Yes. Why do I care that we've got Iggy Azalea in NXT? Mm. Yeah. Um. Dolph Ziggler did a promo.
1: And next week, he's facing Tommaso Champa cool like that then we had the main event match of Bron breaker versus santos escobar for the nxt championship uh this was also fun i don't think it was maybe quite as good as the uh men's tag match or the north american title match but i still enjoyed it i thought it was good um yeah as we mentioned before braun breaker lights up the vengeance day logo for reasons <laughs> uh and yeah. then came out for the uh came out came out for the match and i i like this okay if i'm gonna if i'm gonna nitpick here which i am because that's my thing that's what i do uh i like that on this show you know we got a lot of good wrestling and obviously all the the, the face dynamics worked and the finishes were great and all that stuff i dislike that in wwe mostly if you're a heel, you have to use dirty tactics in order to take control in a match. Like, you can't just sure. be a good wrestler, right? It's either you use your cronies and they cause an outside distraction, or you do something behind the referee's back, or you do an illegal move, or you do something to regain control. And I understand that heels can get away with that because they're heels. That's sort of the point. But they don't have to do it every time. And I feel like this one for me, like, Brom Breaker was in control of this match for ages until legado Fantasma got involved and then suddenly he was in control it's like could he not just take control for a bit because he's a good wrestler you know i like, guess yeah. just something that kind of winds me up a little bit it didn't detract from the match that much it's just something that i noticed in a lot of the matches
0: i get i get what you're saying though especially if it's a, a match like this where the whole idea is like oh you've only wrestled a dozen matches you're the champion look at me i'm mr experience and that whole chestnut, yeah you know I feel like in that scenario, yeah, you can just have Santos Escobar out wrestle Braun Breaker because that makes sense. He's more experienced. Yeah. Have Braun Breaker make a mistake and have Santos mm-hmm. Escobar capitalize on it. Again, it's it's nitpicky. Didn't detract yeah. from my enjoyment of the match at all. But I I understand where you're coming from. I think yeah. I think I enjoyed this match about as much as the men's tag, mm-hmm. and not as much as the North American title, but. Yeah. This was pretty much everything I wanted out of a Braun Breaker Santos Escobar match. That pop, when Dolph Ziggler super kicked Braun Breaker, those people leapt out of their seats. They sure they did. thought that that was a finish or some momentous happening. And that, was, that, was, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty neat little thing. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler
1: came out, hit a super kick on, on Braun Breaker uh, for a near fall from Santos Escobar. Crowd bought it. I. Didn't, but it was still cool because hearing those crowd reactions, you know, whether they're directed or not or whatever, it still amplifies the show. Yeah, and yeah, hit the super kick near fall. Dolph Ziggler was really confident, he was he was really upset that that didn't do it, so he climbed back into the ring. But Tommaso Champa came out, interrupted him. They brawled uh out the way, and then eventually Bron Breaker hit his huge uh gorilla press into the power slam for the win, clean retention over Santos Escobar, which I
0: think again was the right choice yay fun stuff yay
1: and the show, thumbs
0: up well done nxt yeah old star for you a Absolutely. good show with good wrestling and good finishes and logical mm-hmm. storyline progression just give me that every week you just did it now yeah. do it again <laughs> like i'm not expecting the quality of
1: wrestling to be that high every week because this was a, a tv special right You you put sure. on some of the best matches that you can put on in this, and this is probably some of the highest caliber wrestling uh, wrestling wrestling that they can do. Wrestling that they can do, and I understand that you can't have this quality every week, but you can have at least one or two matches like this that are going to be really, really good. Give them some time, give them a clean finish, profit. Yeah, yeah, uh, it also, is, it has very cool beer. yeah, it's good, like it, it's good.
0: Um, yeah. yeah.
1: tempest I had something I was gonna talk about <laughs> now I've forgotten it yeah. <laughs> oh boy oh I remember tempest I said previously I'm gonna carve out some time and I'm gonna play some Pokemon mm-hmm. in the last like week I have played some Pokemon oh. I'm very happy with it uh I finally started discovering the the fourth area that you can go to in the game that was good fun. I got the new the new power up where you can climb up the cliffs, which is mm-hmm. the greatest power up in any video game ever because you're in a little basket at the back. Oh, what brilliant. Yeah, I spoke out the back. It is <laughs> so much fun. I legitimately, I started laughing out loud when I was playing that. And my my lady partner, was like, what's up? And I went and showed her. She knows nothing about Pokemon at all. And I said, look, you can ride on various Pokemon in this game. Like one can run across thing. Look, this one's a bear that you can like, it finds you like treasure and stuff. Uh, And then there's this one. I was like, how are you going to ride that? That one's like really thin. You already fit on its back. And then I showed her and she was like, wait, is that you in the back? I was like, yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. I was like, I know. Ah, what what a genius idea.
0: I love it. Genius. I love it so much. What a perfect way to illustrate rock climb.
1: Yeah. Oh, so good. And like." It just opens up so many more like avenues, you know, like I was exploring, doing a bit more of the previous areas that I went to. And there was a place where I was like, how are you supposed to get in here? Because I didn't know Mm -hmm. that you got the 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 mountain climbing power up later in like the the coastlands place. There was like this big like hilly area. And I was like, how are you supposed to get in there? That's impossible. I can't even ride up there. Do you like fly in there? Is there like a thing you can do to get in there? I was like, this makes no sense. And now I've got the mountain climb on. It's like, oh, yeah yeah it's smart yeah check it out yeah that makes sense love it love the game tempest so much fun
0: it is so much fun i'm greatly enjoying it even though like i've beaten the campaign i'm trying to do like post-game stuff Mm -hmm. just catching pokemon filling out pokedex entries and yeah all that there's just so much to do
1: i know i love it so much i'm I'm like really taking my time with like the actual like story and campaign bit of it. Cause I'm just enjoying running around and catching stuff. So I always get sidetracked and I just take mm-hmm. my time just doing nothing for a bit. It's great. I love it. I've been training up a few different nothing. Pokemon as well. I yep. can't remember who's on my team right now. I finally got a shiny stone. So I got a Rosa raid finally. Uh, who else? There was uh... Oh no, I'm forgetting everything. I don't have my switch on me, so I can't check it.
0: <laughs> don't have your switch. Don't have your belt. It's a nightmare. I know.
1: Tell you what, we're gonna have to wrap it up there because I'm gonna go have to run to the office to grab my my championship for the live show. Thank you for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. We'll probably be talking about Pokemon the next time you hear us. Maybe. Um it is gonna be me and Luke on the AEW Dynamite podcast tomorrow. Uh Friday will be Ollie and Denise on the podcast show. And then on Saturday, I'm away. So it's gonna be Luke and Tempest doing the podcast on Saturday. Uh, And then we have Elimination Chamber live reactions also on Saturday night. So subscribe to the WrestleTalk Podcast YouTube channel if you haven't already to catch those. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye.